0: Warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for whatever TV
1: show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and others. What's going on? I'm Scooch Bronson. And I'm at Foster. That's right, man. he listening to
0: the viewers Anonymous podcast, man. Welcome back. What's
1: going on with you, bro? Man, shit, man. I, I was just uh I was just watching, um, finally got the chance to watch that Greyhound. Well, I'm not finished with it. I got like 10 minutes left. Um, but we had a set time so I can get back to that shit, man. I mean, it's cool, man. You know, I wanted to give it a watch because it got um, you know, Tom Hanks in it. And mm-hmm. uh but it gives me a vibe of have you ever seen Crimson Tide? Mm-mm. Denzel Washington, Gene Hackman. Like it gives me No, I, I know Gene
0: Hackman is in it, but I don't remember watching it. It's, a, yeah. it's like an older movie though, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in yeah. the 90s, Yeah. I mean, it was it was a good, it was a good joint, mm-hmm. man. Uh it gives me a little bit of those type of vibes, only because it's a uh, you know, out in the ocean. Like it's not really like everything is on the ship. But in that case, they was in the submarine. And, like, mm-hmm. it was more, like, because in that movie, Denzel Washington and Gene happened like, they was pretty much going at it. Like, they was neck to neck pretty much the whole yeah. film. So it's, a, it's different kind of films that just give you that vibe because it's ship-type shit. You know what I mean? It's not really nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's just giving me that type of vibes, man. But I will say this, though. Like, I know we got... Uh, Actor, I don't even know if we said it on this podcast that we said that we was gonna do like a a actor slash either director type of uh, appreciation. I don't, yeah, I don't think we announced it yet. Yeah, like that's uh one thing that we're gonna. uh, Well, it's the next month now, so we're gonna do it at some point of of this month. We got an actor in mind, but Tom Hanks is an actor we're gonna have to do, man, at some point. Oh, that's
0: facts. That's facts because that's a he he has a. uh... Man, <clears throat> he has a wide,
1: wide range of, of roles that he's played, man, and like he can, he can kind of do it all. Yeah, man, he's 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 definitely one man. He, Tom Hanks, man, he he really a, a whole full legend. Like, like oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he he is a legend out here, man. But um, but yeah, man, that's all I was up to, man. I was just uh watching that Greyhound, man. What you what you been up to, man?
0: Man, uh, I went to uh, Cincinnati this weekend to go kick it with uh, my little cousins. We watched uh, the Ohio State football game. You know what I'm saying? Went to go talk some trash and enjoy ourselves this weekend. And um, that's pretty much about it, man. Listen to some of their new music that they had coming out and all that stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? It was a pretty chill weekend, man.
1: Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I've been seeing – I've been – uh. You know, because I follow them as well, man, and I was uh, watching the video. I, I was looking for you, man. I didn't see you in the clip video that they had put up. Because I know you said oh, nah, you... I ain't, ain't going to be in no videos no time soon. I'm just in one of the songs. Oh, I got okay. I
0: song that's coming out. i I'm
1: probably going to be in no videos, man. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going to be hard to find <laughs> <why> you anyway, because all y'all looking like, well, I, I ain't even going to even going 100%.
0: <laughs> it was, uh, I, I'm, it's funny that you said that, though, because um, when we went to, we went to Hooters last night, and uh, when I was at, we was at Hooters, we was talking this shit, and the lady had seen us, she seen me and uh, my, my little cousin that looked just like me, so uh, she kept staring at us, and she was like, um, hmm, so, you know what I'm saying, she seen it, and she kept looking and looking. So I had got up and went to the bathroom and she came back and asked my little cousin, was I his dad? (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, she thought I was his dad. Well, cause you know what I'm saying? When we first came in, you you couldn't, you can't see our faces, but she, you know what I'm saying? They could tell I was the oldest one. Cause it was me my little sister and them two. So they could tell I was the oldest one out of the group. And, uh, um, we got to sitting down and everything. And so she was, you know, she was talking and everything and she was like, um, she looked for me, she was like, yeah, she started talking to me. She was like, yeah, I asked him if he was his dad. And I was laughing, I was like, yeah, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my son. I'm like, you know what I'm saying, that's my oldest boy. So, you know what I'm saying, we had a good little time, man. But it was funny, because she kept looking like, man, these motherfuckers look just like. But I was like, nah, that's my little cousin. So, anytime motherfuckers though they say that exact thing, like, boy, these motherfuckers look dead on each other.
1: But that is too funny, but I, I was I was expecting <clears throat> shit or something, but dad, yo, I know he that one. Yeah, he be, you know what
0: I'm saying? We don't we don't do shit but grill each other all day. So I got him on that
1: one. That is too funny, but too funny. <laughs> but we got was, a good
0: one this week, man. We got a real good
1: one, bro. Oh yeah, yes, sir, man. Yes, sir, man. We we doing our first comedy. Um mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking about this shit all week because I was like, I wonder, like, should we do this like a different kind of format? Or because, like, it's there's so many like scenes in it that's like, yeah. I mean, it goes along with the plot, but some of the shit ain't really got nothing to do with the plot. It's just some funny shit that need to be just funny as a motherfucker.
0: And see the the one
1: thing about the one thing about comedies Mm -hmm. is is like
0: the plot really don't fucking matter. Like none of the story really matters. None of that shit matters. Like, if it's not funny, like, well, that's it. That, to me, that's all that matters in the comedy. Is it funny or is it not funny? Like, I don't care about the storyline. I don't care about the plot. I don't care about how well the actor did. None of that. If it's funny or not is all that matters to me. That's my only criteria for comedy. Yeah, it's true. But it actually
1: got a plot, man. It actually got a mm-hmm. reason of why. Of what, like it has a what, why, when type of thing. Like, you know, like back in English class they'll ask you the, the why, what, and when. Like it got all of it in it. So it, it has actually a actual yeah. lot to go along with it. And like it is so funny. Even the way like it started because it's like you got this whole different assumption of like who the dude is. You just see Chris Tucker going down, you know what I'm saying, the interstate and the fucking Mercedes. So you're like, oh shit. And then like he does the shit that all fucking people do. Like <laughs> this motherfucker, mm-hmm. ad living the song. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Singing the song, but he ad living that shit at the same time. And it's like, you do that to like shit that you love because it's like. 100%, you bro. love the song so much, you make it your own and you be adding your own type of shit in, you know, whether it's in the car, in the shower. Like, and this, <laughs> and this just reminds me of me at work because how crazy. <clears throat> Times and I be jamming at work in my truck and my doors be open. And I know people yeah. be looking, dude, he's having too much fun while he working, yo. So, <laughs> so this motherfucker, man, he he uh rolls up on this guy, is his uh his ticket scalping guy. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, so then we uh rolling that's what his name was, he pulls up on rolling. and he. Yeah. <laughs> This motherfucker said, he said, I got Lakers tickets, Dodger tickets, and Family of the Opera. <laughs> this motherfucker said, <laughs> Black people don't want to see that shit. And, that was, that was so funny. and then he goes on, and then you could tell, like, I could tell from even the first time that I saw it, because he was like, he told Roland, he was like, man, I'm going to stop fucking with you, man. And he was like, yo, me, he's like, yo, me, Franklin, man, I don't know you shit. And I, I could tell. <laughs> Right there, I was like, I can tell what type of person he's going to be. I was like, you can tell he's going to be a guy, he asks people for a lot of favors, and he has mm-hmm. fucked over in the process. Great scam oh, artist. Yes, I could tell from right there when he said, "You," owe, he was like, you owe me frankly, like, man, I don't know shit. And I was like, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking scammer. Right there
0: from that point. 100%, bro. Man, listen, the this motherfucker, man, was so goddamn funny in this movie. The the, the scene that you're talking about, like, just driving down the street and ad-libbing these goddamn words and singing these songs and doing all this shit that he was doing, bro, like, to me, I feel like that whole scene was ad-lib. Like, the, the whole car scene, just riding down the street singing, because he does that, like, in damn near every movie during in that, in, like, that little time span he had the movie. Like, he yeah. does that a lot. Like, especially with music. Like, that shit is hilarious as fuck. I wonder if he picked the songs.
1: It wouldn't surprise me if it did, I, I, because, see, this is another thing that I noticed. And, see, that's why I love about going back and watching movies, because you watch it when mm-hmm. you long, don't pay attention to some shit. He's this mm-hmm. producer of Money Talk. We haven't even said it. We're talking about Money Talks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are talking about So uh, Man, goodness gracious, Money Talks, man. <laughs> but uh, So, we talking about Money Talks, a 1997 film, um, yep. Chris Tucker uh I mean everybody uh, Charlie Sheen but um but to get back to it he's an executive producer and I didn't know that oh, I didn't know that I didn't know and, that either. it it's like when he was when he left rolling and he was getting in the car like during the credits you see executive producer Chris uh Chris Tucker and I was like oh wow I've never seen that movie like 50 times and I never looked at the credits you know they'd be playing while the movie's playing and he's an executive producer mm-hmm. so I can guarantee you, like, it wouldn't surprise me if you picked the songs, and also, a lot of the things that are being said, I think a lot of that shit had to be ad-lib. And oh, it's crazy yeah. They would give him, because yeah. you got it. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, he'd been in a few films, you know, like Dead Presidents and stuff like that, but like his big yeah. break, we was talking about this the other week, yeah. Friday, see, Friday yeah. came out in five. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, they had to film this movie in 90. <laughs> and to come off of Friday and give him not only an executive producer uh spot, but to give him that freedom that he had, because it seemed like a lot of that stuff was just really just him. Like I I think that it was one of them type situations where they were like, all right, this is like what's going on in this scene. Uh-huh. But you can really pretty much say what the fuck you want to say. Type thing. It seems like when you're watching it, it feels like it's just a lot of Chris Tucker. It's not even like Chris Tucker made Franklin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because um, Brett Ratner, who actually directed the movie, um, this is the first time that him and Chris Tucker end up working together. But the next time mm-hmm. that him and chris tucker end up, ends up working together which is very interesting because of the success of money talks which for us it was a success in the publications and everything they were saying that it was pretty much a failure but um the next time that they end up working together will be three more times in the rush hour series so this is the the first of four films that Brett Ratner and Chris Tucker ends up working together and if, and if you really watch Money Talks, you can tell like he kind of built that foundation with Brett Ratner to be able to be in like a rush hour and be able to be that character that he was and still be able to bring those funny moments and ad-libs and everything else. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's interesting to see him um, and hear him be an executive producer in this movie because I, I'm actually wondering the same thing. Like I wonder if he's also um, an executive producer for Rush Hour.
1: Well, but that that'll be that'll be some shit. We probably should have researched beforehand. But like, yeah, like yeah, but yeah, it, it just surprised <laughs> me that, that it happened so early. Like, you wouldn't think that yeah, somebody would you know get that that early in their career with him having really that one. Because when he was in um, dead President, like you know, he wasn't even really a supporting actor. He was like a supporting supporting actor. Like you know, yeah. he was important don't get me wrong, he was important, but like, you know, to me, like Keith David was more important of being that, like he was like really more of the supporting role, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. far as that movie, Dead Presidents. Now, he had a huge part in it, but you know, not like Friday. Like Friday, yeah. Like yeah. Chris Tucker. And, um, but yeah, like you could tell like when he left rolling, like I got it, I like this dude is is a damn scammer. So then he goes and he parks the damn car, and then his white guy comes up. He was like, "Man, you supposed to wash it? And I take it for a joyride." And I was like, "Yo, his uh-huh. whole his whole hustle is work. It ain't even really the car wash. It's so he can just take people cars to go, go to the do what he got to do to get these damn tickets." Man, and it's it like. Works. It's like a whole foolproof plan to like he's using the car wash to have a ride mm-hmm. to the stadium and also <clears throat> to be able to. That's the best way to sell tickets. And so then, yeah. At the time we introduced to, cause he told the he told the guy, he was like, man, I've been why he's not been driving around looking for you, man. Like where you been? He like, man, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I like, I've been dude, here at the car wash, motherfucker. You know where I've been. So then. Charlie Sheen shows up. Now, Charlie Sheen is James Russell, you know what I'm saying? And James Russell... Yeah. And <laughs> He's a hater. He is a hater. Straight hater, he man. The, this
0: fucking- hater. Hater. the yeah. fact that he rode up on this man like that, man, was unnecessary.
1: Way unnecessary. Because it's like... <laughs> it, you can tell, like, when, after the, the scene go down, you get who James Russell is. So James Russell rose up on him and then and he was the he's like, he's like, what you need? He was like, oh, let me guess, let me guess. That was an opera. He was like, oh, I already seen it. He was like, wait a minute. you know, <laughs> From Channel 5. To <laughs> channel 12, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. So he was like, you want to do it? Yet? That was a great scene, too. That was a great scene, though.
0: That interaction between them was great.
1: It was real great, man, because what I liked about it was when he was like, He was like, You want to do an interview? He was like, All right, cool. So then he was like, Rolling. He was a whole other way. He started fixing his hair, taking his shirt. He was like, You ready? And so he was like, You know, I'm James Russell down at the car wash. And then he was like, So he goes into Franklin. He was like, Man, I'm just dying trying to make a living, man. What the fuck you think I'm doing? was like, I not say that. Say what? He said, Fuck. So look, man, you could be telling me how to talk. With him. And then <laughs> it got computational that quick. Because so then they shoulders kind of brush each other. He was like, man, get off me, man. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So then Carmen shows up. And he gets in the car with him. And then James Russell, man, because he didn't even get to get the story. So then he's they're riding in the car wash and Carmen's like, when I'm gonna get my money. And so <laughs> And he was like, man, I will pay you. And he was like, when they was getting ready to get done with the car wash and he told them he was gonna kill him, he was like, Wait, <laughs> you know, with you being mad at each other? He was like, Can I get a hug? He was like, What about a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that motherfucker
0: is crazy, bro.
1: Man, uh, straight but up.
0: The, I, the the good the the funny part to me about this shit is when the goddamn interaction between him and Charlie Shane happened. And after all that bullshit that he just went through in the car with this motherfucker getting threatened to fucking die and everything else, you go back and start fucking with Charlie Shane and now this motherfucker get the police called on.
1: Over some fucking tickets, dude. Some and tickets. Tickets. And then that's when I realized like he okay, so he's a news reporter searching because he wants to be big time. So you can tell mm-hmm. he's all time. And it's like, okay, so you really went down to a car wash to arrest mm-hmm. a ticket scalper. <laughs> so you can tell... Like, really, Snitching, me. man. Snitching. So it's like, you can tell, like, okay, this dude's career is to be a reporter, but obviously he hasn't had a big story, so he's just like, all right, well, I know this dude who's fucking people over on damn tickets. So it's like, I'm going to get this dude arrested. And, it, and it's like, what it is, James Russell is searching for TV time. So it it seems like his bosses are like, "Hey, look, you need to give us something concrete that we can put on TV." And he thought that this could give them some concrete shit to put on there. But once he showed it to his boss, his boss like, "The fuck is this?" Like, "Right, this ain't nothing." And the greatest part is after he got when he um when they showed him in the cell. And this is the thing, man. I don't know why I got this. This was the funniest scene in the movie, bro. Man ego, man. Man ego. You 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 take it. Because this shit is so, funny.
0: They, they sitting in the cell, right? Now, it's only two motherfuckers in the cell to begin with. It's phase on love, big ass, <laughs> black ass phase on love. And big word. Little, yeah, little skinny, tiny ass Chris Tucker. Now, Chris Tucker is such a goddamn scam artist and a con man that the whole time he making up all kind of stories about what the fuck he in there for. He making up every story in the goddamn book, talking about they took me down, man. I had it, I had it all on me, man. I had everything. It was 70 cops around me, man. Just a whole bunch of bullshit. And he said, what'd he say? He said, then, you know what I'm saying? I, I they was trying to get me, but I was like, nah. And he said, this motherfucker just came up and grabbed me. He was like, he grabbed you. He said, yeah, man, he just grabbed me. He said, how he grabbed me. He said, did he grab you like this? Like, he grabbed his arm, and then he say, or did he grab me like this? And then he wrapped his arms around me. And he was like, nah, man, it wasn't like that. He was like, come on, man, don't touch me. It wasn't like that. But he's still talking. So he was like, hold on, man. You, you mean to tell me they did what? So the whole time he telling this story, this nigga face I love is undressing and touching all over Chris Tucker. He don't even realize that this man is about to <laughs> violate him. So, so as he telling the story, he finally realized what the fuck going on. And
1: the
0: first
1: thing he said, hey, God, come on, man. Come get me out here, man. Hey, somebody come get me. Somebody help me. Man, that is the funniest scene in this goddamn movie, bro. That shit, that shit is too funny, man. Because And then he making up shit, talking about all my girls screaming like, Franklin. And he was like, it, yeah. it, funny because Face Faison said under his breath, yeah, they be like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he grabbed him, when he grabbed him, he was like, hey, what you doing? He said, where are your shirt at? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny because the grin on FaceTime, love face was so funny. Because you couldn't even see his smile. You could just see his damn cheeks. Man, just sick, and bro. Just sick, bro. It, it was hilarious. So then, now, I think that this is when the plot starts. I think all of that shit was just, I mean, like, it, it started really with James Russell going down there fucking with him because if James Russell would have left him alone, you know what I'm saying? All Mm -hmm. this other wouldn't have happened. So then Mm -hmm. they going to transport him, which is kind of crazy because everybody got on jumpsuits, but he still got on his wife beater and damn blue jeans. So And I don't understand why they're trying to transport him so quickly, but hey, it is what it is. So they tie him up to this fucking... Uh, What was he? Uh, I think it was French. Um, yeah, it was it was a French criminal. Yeah, French criminal dude. So mm. they um, Villard or v- Valier, Villiard
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, and he always called him Frenchy. So I'm gonna call him Frenchy. Yeah. So, so he time up to him. and So they get on the bus. He's like, man, come on to the back. And this motherfucker threw his ass down. <laughs> 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 this facial expression. What he threw him? He's like, sit down, shut up. He's like, man, what the fuck wrong with you? He's like, man, he know where I'm from. He's like, man, you better come on to the back. And then he tried to get up again. He slams him down. He's like, okay, wait till we get off the bus. <laughs> he said, wait till we get off the bus. <laughs> last talking all that bullshit, man. <laughs> talking all that bullshit. So these motherfuckers are rolling down. They rolling down the bus. And this motherfucker starts singing fucking Michael Jackson. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, boy, well, he kills Michael Jackson, bud. Like he yeah. was on shit, so then while they on the damn bus, this motherfucker. Well, before I get to that, this motherfucker said, "Will y'all hurry up, please?" He was like, "Man, I'm ready to go to jail." He's like, "All my cousins in the now." He said, "That's where all my friends is." So yeah, then, he's supposed to be supposed to be hyping cool. himself up to get there. Yeah, yeah. So then we see all of these damn black suburbans. They setting up shop. They are going over this bridge. So then the black Suburbans block off the bridge on the one side, and then they show the other side, and then they block it off. So they riding down. You like, oh shit! It's about to be a prison break. So then, yeah, he, the workshop, he was looking under the bus for the uh, you know, if it had any explosives on it. Then mm-hmm. I noticed like when he was looking under the bus, like he stopped looking and he was just looking in the rearview mirror so I was like you know that kind of tell you like wait a minute he didn't really look like he was supposed to look so then the bus gets Mm -hmm. to the they put a damn spike strip down blow the wheels out and then he throws Chris Tucker down well Franklin has then the whole middle of the bus blow up so then all these men jumping off helicopters and shit all this type shit so they shooting everybody and then they go and this is what the scene where you notice if you really look there's small shit that happened that uh-huh. I they didn't really wanna redo it. That's like one of those type things. Okay, for instance, right? Uh-huh. One of my movies, Commando, right? So in Commando, uh-huh. there's a scene where they was uh they was in the yellow uh, Porsche nine one one, and then they they had wrecked it because that's when he dropped my man off of the ledge. So he had to yes. push. It was on the side. He had to push it on the had to push it off the, um, and then he it start driving. When the car turned, it was brand new. But then, a camera <laughs> shot, and then it was damaged again. <laughs> 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 so that left that shit in there. Yeah. You don't notice that shit unless you're somebody stupid like me. Because like, I was like, man, when the car turned, it was brand new, and then it you know, blacked again, and then it was uh, damaged again. So in this scene mm-hmm. with a man going on the bus to get Frenchie, he grabs him and kisses him in the damn, uh, the, the handcuffs. The handcuffs was off. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when he grabs him and kisses him, the handcuffs was off. And then once he put his hands back down, and then the handcuffs tight again. They so connected again. Yeah, so yeah. he was like, we got the time. We ain't got the time to do all of this. So he was like, man, we're just going to bring him with us. And then we get the helicopter scene.
0: Oh man, these motherfuckers are going back and forth. They having a whole conversation in French. This nigga Chris Tucker is trying to act like he know what the hell they saying. So they going, they going back and forth. He asking them all kind of questions about, yeah, man, we can stop off, man. You can just drop me off over here at McDonald's, man. It's whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of hungry anyway. Stop, give me something to eat. He's like, man, I'm glad we got up out of there, man. We made it, man. We did it, we did it, man. Yeah, we, we- did it. That shit is the- a <laughs> Yeah, that shit was funny as hell. We did it, man. We did it. Yeah, we did it. I'm like, man, y'all ain't do shit. Yeah, you don't you, you didn't even know nothing about this, bro. So once that shit happened, man, they get to talking, continuing the conversation. They actually planning everything that's go that's supposed to be going on in the you know saying in the future. And then he get to ask them about the diamonds. And then once you get to ask them about the diamonds, you know what I'm saying, to get his information. I think his uh the dude's name was Dude Dovnay or the the vray or something like that. I forgot the dude's name. It, it started with Adito, I know that. But he kept talking to him and then once that happened, he was about to uh he was about to say something and then they realized that Franklin is still in the goddamn uh <laughs> they still they realized he's still in the goddamn helicopter. So once they did it, they was like, well shit, we gotta kill him and then we could just get away. This nigga Franklin realized instantly like oh I'm about to die. This nigga instantly jumped the fuck out the goddamn helicopter and no the no, goddamn
1: no. water. Oh, look, you can't skip this part. You can't skip this part. So this motherfucker, so they were sitting there saying, and see what they was talking in French, but some of the stuff in French words is still American words. Yeah. So he was able to pick out Jaguar, uh the Auto Expo and Diamonds and 20 yeah. million dollars or some shit like that. So they thinking he can't really understand what they're saying. So then my man picks up the axe. <laughs> he was like. And he was like, don't move he was like "Baby, boo boo doo That shit was stupid, man. Hey, he shot that shit out. He was like, man, what the hell wrong with you? He was like, man, trying to cut a brother's hand off. He was like, man, you need to stop loving somebody. <laughs> That's when they was explaining they was gonna kill his hand. So then when they yeah. reached through something, he pushed him down and he jumped in the water. So then this motherfucker, he gets out the water, and so then it goes to, to James Russell. And then that's when James Russell gets fucking fired because he got mad at dude because he didn't like his damn, you know, video of getting Franklin arrested or whatever. Yeah, so I'm saying yo, you fired. So then it goes back to Franklin, and Franklin is uh, at this diner. And then what are the odds? Fucking police walks into the damn diner. This damn dumb clown knocks over his damn shit, make a damn scene of, it. So they probably wouldn't even seen him. If he didn't yeah. knock over the damn bowl. So then they show his ass on the news and then the shootout happens. And so then he runs from the cops. And then that's when he comes up with the plan because he escaped the cops by jumping on the back of a bus. So he gets on yep. the back of the bus and then he jumps down. He sees a, a billboard on the back of the bus of James Russell. So he thinks in his head, well, he's the one who got me in this shit. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. even go through what I'm going through if it was not for him. So he calls James Russell ass And he was like, yo, meet me up at the docks. So he come to the docks with a damn gun. This motherfucker pushes his ass in the water. And he was like, (laughs) he was like, it's cold. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, I was in this motherfucker earlier. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, look, man, I need to clear, you need need to help me clear my name. And he was like, because I didn't do that. So James Russell come up with the idea of, now this is what kills me. It's like, this is the what reporters would do to get a story. So this dude, he takes him to his house, a, a known criminal, never met mm-hmm. him before like, until he seen him at the car wash to get him locked up over of tickets. And he was like, yo, I'm going to take you. He was like, man, look, I can't stay here. He was Because he said he going to give him the opportunity to share a story. But he was like, I don't want to share the story until Monday, because that's when sweet sweet happens. So he's like, yeah. So he takes him to his house. He was like, man, I can't stay here for two days. He said, you're not. You're coming to the What the fuck? This motherfucking hey, on the run. On the listen, run.
0: My listen, listen. This is this is one thing I will say about about uh, about James. I mean, um, Russell. Like he made sure he he kept that. He made sure he was gonna get that story, bro. Oh yeah. He was gonna get that story regardless of anything that was gonna happen. He was gonna make sure that story was gonna happen, bro.
1: Dude, he in in, in the <laughs> to and then the thing is, I think he knew, like, cause we haven't met, you know, his wife's people. Well, not wife, but his fiance people yet. And I his think, fiance, knew, yeah, they're not gonna even know what the hell is going on at cause all, my, cause they high class, they high society. High, high class probably don't even watch the fucking news. Yeah. So he was, oh, he was like, go. He's like, go take a shower. He was like, lose the earring and do something with that hair. He was like, man, what you talking about, man? My dude is tight. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> he was like, man, this club better be, he said, this tub better be clean too. Fucking dirty ass white boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then and then you we cannot leave this out because this we you didn't think it had nothing to do with nothing at the time, but it ended up being important. While he was taking the shower. The TV is on and they're showing and the they're ad. They talking about Vic Damone. <laughs> that's the most. Listen,
0: that's the most important part of this next scene that's coming up. That's what everybody failed to realize. That when I had, when I had went back and watched it, like right after seeing it, I didn't. I forgot that he even was seeing this whole infomercial because it was like an infomercial about like his greatest hits or some shit like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I forgot that shit was even. On on the TV until I had went back and watched it again. And that's why I was like, oh, that's where he got that shit from. So they get to the wedding and they get he gets well, introduced it, to everybody. It, it, well, wedding uh, rehearsal. It was a wedding, wedding rehearsal. rehearsal. Yeah, Wedding rehearsal, my fault. The wedding at the end. So they get to the wedding rehearsal and they, you know what I'm saying, they mi- he mixing and mingling with everybody, you know what I'm saying, he telling them to keep a low profile, keep it cool. And then, out of everybody to meet out of everybody Franklin got to run into, bro. Franklin runs into the fiancé's dad, bro. This exchange is the, one of the best exchanges in the whole damn movie. He get to talk to him, they get to connect and whatever, and then he says, I'm Vic Damone's son. I'm Vic Damone Jr. And then he says, Vic Damone had a son? He said, yeah, man, you know, my mom, da-da-da, and he tell the whole story about how his mom and Vic Damone met. So now, <laughs> now, while everything is going on, they what what happened? I think it was like a little moment or something, and then he asked them to sing or some shit like that.
1: Well, well, what it, it was uh so when they was when they was pulling up, <clears throat> when they was pulling up to the to the crib and he was like, James Russell, he was like, Man, you hustling son of a bitch. And then he was like, Man, you about to get married and retire and all this type of shit. So he's walking up, yeah. he was like, Night, your name is John Smith, and then he's like, uh he's like, man, I'm me, and then all the type shit, and he was like, don't say nothing about my wife's weight. He was like, she's real sensitive about her weight, and so then that's when he met him, and he's like, I'm Victor Mont Jr. So that goes in, and then that's when he he sees Grace, and he was like, You're yeah, fat. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. You fat? She was like, I'm fat. He was like,
0: yeah, PhD. Pretty hot,
1: tempting. Come on, man. That, yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot that part, man. And so then, so then, that's when he um he was like, "Do you mind if I do a toast?" And so then he does this uh Barry White toast because these people are just oblivious. Other than no, other, I was like, "Yeah." So the dad recognized it. No, no, the, the no, mom, the mom recognized it. Yeah, she, over, she was like, Ain't, "Isn't it that Barry White?" <laughs> and so then he asked to use the phone. And, oh man. So then he, this motherfucker calls his girl, and his girl oh, is pop. Man. And like, he's fucking yelling and shit, don't even realize. He's feeling that. This motherfucker picked up a stapler. What <laughs> <ooh, ooh. laughs> damn shit is that? This motherfucker still cigars and a stapler. And then he walks out, and then he was like, hey, uh, my, my man say, You know, is there a problem? And he's like, Oh, he's like, Tell me, David Jr. got arrested again. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid, man. And then he was like, I got to go. And then, dude, one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite scenes is when they, when he was leaving. And, and James Russell's like, man, where you going? He's like, you're going to your partner, aren't you? He's like, look, man, I'm going to my girl. She's pregnant and she needs me. And then uh, he was trying to walk off. And then he seen those cop calls because the cops was tapping her phone. So mm-hmm. then riding up the street. And so then he goes back and he's like, "Man, what we say about this sweet, sweet again?" So James Russell's driving the net. That's like one of my favorite scenes. Is when they was driving to his girlfriend's house, and mm-hmm. he was like, uh. "So then they're finally getting into that conversation that they needed to have before they even went to the damn wedding rehearsal." And so he's yeah. like, "They're talking to each other," and then he was calling him like, "Like they was getting into it about." He was like, "Man," he was like, "Man," he was like, "Man,", was like, Man, was like, Man I'm gonna figure your white ass out. He was like, man, you, he'll, you'll do anything for a story, no matter who you step on to get it and all that type shit. And he was like, you need to get your priorities straight. And then this motherfucker said, my priorities? He said, I'm <laughs> a <boy> for murder. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, I would slap you. He was like, man, he said, I would slap you because he said, they call me snap, pop, and I will pop your ass in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know what, though? This, the
0: one thing about this movie, bro, like, that that I enjoyed, man, was the fact that it it brought two different senses of humor to this whole shit, right? Like you got the naturally funny guy and Chris Tucker, who's really supposed to be the the main character, the one that's supposed to really be funny. But then, like in a way, you got Charlie Sheen, who plays like this weird comic relief type dude, even though it's not comic relief, but it's like, he plays, like, the second-hand man so well, and it's like, he brings this witty humor to it. It's like, he's not naturally Mm -hmm. funny, but in a sarcastic, like, great timing kind of way, like, he has his moments in this movie to where it's like, he did a a damn good job at really being serious, but at the same time, being able to dominate in them funny
1: moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then his timing, and then, like, he had these weird moments with, like, um, he was like this nerd. It's like if he knew something yeah. about him, he became this nerd because he did it earlier when when he took the handcuffs off of Franklin when he told him to take a shower. He was mm-hmm. like, "Man, how do, you do that." He was like, "Oh, well, I did a I did a story on um, on uh, escape artists." So yeah. when they pull up to Franklin's girl house, and so they get into an argument, and then she starts talking about how you know he asked her about the baby because she was pregnant. All this type of shit. So then this motherfucker said. I did a story on pre prenatal nature and all this shit. And so he goes into the stupid shit. Yeah. Well, so the police, they come. They knocking on the door, and and then this scene, like when they was running on the building, the building, mm-hmm. and the one cop just busting at him, and then the other cop, yeah, was like, "Look, why are you shooting at everybody?" And the and then the one cop was like, "Man, he wanted for you know killing cops and all this type of shit," and I noticed even before you get to the end, it's like, well, why is he so lax? Because, like, the old dude, the old cop, was kind of like, why are you shooting at everybody? You know, like, it seems like he didn't want him to die. You know what I'm saying? And so then you figure out during the film why this dude was so lax on killing Franklin Hatchett. And so, but, like, to get back to Charlie Sheen, like, even in that little moment, like, it might have been small, but it's just like he would have these moments but it's like it's like these nerd scenes that he would have. And he had it a couple of times because he does it again uh-huh. a little bit later. So then when they left there, that's when Franklin tried, he told uh, James Russell to drive him to the Red Camel. He was like when when they was in the helicopter, yeah. he saw a stamp on uh, his name was, I think it was uh, Duploy. That's what the dude's name was. That was uh, Frenchie's yeah. right-hand man. So they try to go up to uh, the door of the red camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker said, James Russell said, let me handle this. That shit was a no-go. So, <laughs> so my man opened up the little people. He was like, hey, he was like, James Russell, front of the show on 12 Channel News, he was like, I'm here to do reports on nightclubs. He was like, oh, you're the investigative reporter. He was like, yes said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he slammed down. <laughs> And then, and then, that old white boy shit, this motherfucker said, he said, I'm going to do a report on this place and shut this place down forever. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is stupid, man. And he was like, man, fuck that, man. He was like, I'm gonna a brand red camera to us. He's like, how are you going to do that? And he was like, give me a quarter. And then this motherfucker flipped to the page like, man, will you give me a quarter? So then this motherfucker give him a quarter. He calls the red camel and say he's Mike from Michigan and there's a bomb in the building and all this type of shit. And I don't know why yeah. he's freaking out. He just <clears throat> hang up the damn phone and he's out there like, Fuck. <laughs> and all the type of shit. So then he does a bomb threat and then all these people start running out. And so they, they followed the play and then this motherfucker. Walks him to into a damn ambush, and then they run into a damn uh, convenience store, and then that's when the damn camera catch him and James Russell on damn down, mm-hmm. t- down both of these motherfuckers wanted for their murder. Right. <clears throat> so, what what was funny? What was funny about happening after that? That's when Franklin and Russell went back to Grace's house and then they're having Brett, well, James is having down. you know, he's talking to his wife and she he's trying to tell her, and that's the crazy part. He's telling her, oh, babe, this is really important. And she's like, more important than our wedding? And it's like this motherfucker yeah. is damn naive to the fact of you can't tell your fiance, you got some big uh-huh. important shit happening and y'all getting married in a couple of days.
0: Like, what kind you, of just had re- you just had the wedding rehearsal.
1: Just and then you left that early. Mm. And so he <laughs> with uh with her dad and he was like, What's in the paper? He was like, Oh shit, and he's on the front page of the damn paper. And so then yeah. he said the auto expo shit. So he asked my man, like, hey, what you get the uh, the newlyweds? He's like, Oh, I already got it. So he shows them uh he shows Franklin the, the his and hers watches. He was like, No, but what Funny before he showed him that watch, he showed him his room. He was like, "Man, he was like your house." He was like, "Hey, loan me a million dollars?" Nah, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 and, and, and that, that shit was funny as fuck. So he shows them the watches, and he was like, "He was like they're tight, all. Nah. He was like, "That's some Ike right, Turner shit," but he was like, "I know what they want." He was like, uh, "They want this uh this racer car, or whatever, this European mm-hmm. car." Like, where I'm gonna get that in two days. I like, I know a place. So then this motherfucker take this dude down to the auto expo, sitting there looking at all these cars. And no, what was funny, it was it was real small, real small. But like when they sat down, he saw the, the air dude sitting there. And he was <laughs> man, he this thing going <laughs> like how the fuck you know this motherfucker on the <laughs> I was like, man, I just thought it was so funny because that that shit was racist, dude. It was racist as fuck. Yeah. Like, how you gonna go up to the dude and say, how's the 7-Eleven chains going? And then I don't know if <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck he was saying or if he just guessed that shit and that shit ended up being right. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Yeah. So then they sitting there and then the, then the Jaguar finally comes up and then there's the bit war going on and then Franklin goes and calls the fucking police and then this is my second favorite part. 'Cause like uh, the pride dude, he comes out and he's like, uh he's like, hey, the police coming. He's like, the police wanna to talk to you. And so then he says that they're down there. And then Charlie Sheen, well, James Franklin, he sees that, he's like, look, I need to talk to you. And so then he was like, man, what the fuck you doing out here? He said, Man, me and God just died here, backing some hoes and chilling. Yeah, <laughs> backing like, some hoes and chilling, man. Charlie Sheen's like, oh, it's like a G dog, blossom with the posse, chilling at <laughs> <with> the grill. <laughs> What does that mean? He was like, look, man, I wanted to kick your, <laughs> I would kick your ass. Then they started fighting. And then the funniest part, when he got Franklin down, he got to punch him and punch that fucking wall. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Damn. See, that's the, that's
0: the, once again, bro, That just got to show you just the, the great fucking acting on both sides. Like, the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you got this one guy who is basically a, a, a street hustler, and then you got another dude who, he's still a hustler, but he's, like, more so of, like, a, a a corporate hustler. Like, he has to be able to network and, and make relationships and everything else in, the, in a different sense that, you know what I'm saying, Franklin does because Franklin got to do the same thing. He got to, you know what I'm saying, he got to network and make relationships too, but his is more so just on a, a, a total, you know what I'm saying, different situation compared to, uh, <clears throat> compared to, you know what I'm saying? How Charlie Shane's character is. And if you if you really pay attention to it, like you you kind of see Franklin kind of take over this whole situation between him and Charlie Sheen's character, because like he started like to become leader in like the whole investigation for real.
1: Yeah, and then just to be smart enough, because that's why, like you said, he's a great hustler. Both of them are hustlers. Mm-hmm. But to sit there yes. and say, hey, to to see himself in the paper, flip the page over see the Auto Expo, uh-huh. and then hard enough to be like, hey, what did you get the newlyweds? You know what I'm saying? So he was yeah, like, well, yeah. I'm going to lose this guy because he got money, and he's going to do whatever he can to make his daughter happy. So this motherfucker down here bent all the way up to $250,000 for a damn Jaguar. Well, he's already bought these his and hers watches. And uh-huh. so then, like just that, you know, so then he goes down. He goes down to where the Jaguar is. He goes look under the dash to try to find it, cause he heard them say that in the uh, helicopter. And then DuBlois the come out. He starts shooting at him. So then they have a car chase. So then he finally leaves. And then he finally get a chance to look up under the dash. And uh, well, but while that was going on, Frenchie now grabbed uh, James Russell in the fucking bathroom, cause he was cleaning up his uh-huh. face. Frankly fucked this whole shit up. So he grabs him and's like, I'ma use him as bait to get the diamonds back. Cause he was like, if he got the Jaguar, then we know that they're gonna contact each other. And he was like, I give you him, you give me my diamonds back. So he finds the diamonds and then he meets up uh, James Russell, not James Russell, but Franklin Hatchett meets meets up with uh with Paula. And um so then they end up um it was so funny because he was sitting there talking to her and then he's saying that we could take these diamonds and you know live our life and all this type of shit. So then he calls yeah. him, his mama. Well his mama calls him and he was like, look, yo, this the fuck is the deal. And she was like, Franklin, what are you talking about? I'm like, mama, 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 <laughs> like mama, because you... I didn't know it was you, I didn't know it was you, and all this type of shit. And then oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. They had went to, uh, no, he had got, uh, no, that was before then. They went to see his cousin and he was like, yo. Because they had to go get the guns. Yeah, he had to get the guns and he told him, he was like, look, only one, he's like, ain't no white people made it out of here. So he just sit there shut up and then we'll get out of here. And so then he goes up to Aaron and and it was so funny because he was like, man, he said, look, man, it's just a silly-ass reporter. He was like, what y'all gonna do? Report on my lifestyle? So then they get into it and go, <laughs> He was like, Aaron, how far we go back? Pity-pat, tic-tac-toe, <laughs> <laughs> red light, green light. <laughs> red light, green light. Apparently, <laughs> <family>, that's <laughs> had time kids damn red light, green light. So then he takes them in there to get the guns and shit. And then, like I said, another one of those nerd moments. It's fucking James Ooh. Russell, like, oh, I did a report on those, on those types of guns and all this type <laughs> of shit. He put red beam on his head. And he was like, man, you sure you ain't no cop? He's like, yeah, I'm sure I'm not a fucking cop. And he was like, Aaron, man, look, no disrespect. He said, we're going to be doing a lot of running. So <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm just couple of these. No, 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 all this type of shit. So then they end up leaving. And then, then... Don't forget, don't forget he made the promise to him that he was going to uh, do him a, a favor if he needed him to. Yeah. Yeah, that is important. Because he was like, hey, if you need me, give me a call. Uh-huh. So then, this motherfucker had ended up, uh, <clears throat> so when he left there, like James, he called, uh, well, Frenchie called on James Russell phone because he had paid them or whatever. And because they got, because, oh, because Paula asked him, well, well, maybe this James Russell dude can clear your name. He was like, man, yeah. fuck Russell. So they're mad at each other because of the fight that they had. And so then when he beat them, he seen that Frenchie had him. He was like, hey, shoot him!" He said, tell him to shoot you in a Dula Amagala. He was like, tell him to shoot you behind the Dula Amagala. He said, you won't feel shit. <laughs> so he said, he was like, Jack Franklin, this shit ain't no joke. So then my man, Frenchie, tried to tell him to meet him at this hangar. And he was like, nah, he's like, you meet him on his turkey. ain't got no shot. He said, at least if he meet where I want us to meet, he said, at least we got a shot. So he tell him to meet him at the uh, Coliseum at 2 a.m. So Franklin come up with the whole plan to... He yeah. called Carmen. Because Carmen, he owes him $25,000. So then he calls... What's my man's name? Uh, Roland. He calls Roland. Because Roland mm-hmm. can the whole Coliseum thing. Like turn on the lights and put them on the big screen. All of that type stuff. So then... He calls those two cops that gave Paula the uh card, because he was like, if I can get all of these people down here, I can kill, you know, four birds with one stone, type of thing. Yeah. But I don't think you <clears> gonna, <throat> gonna go down the way that they ended up going down. Yeah, so he got what well, this is
0: where um they went to the stadium, right? They was at the stadium in this one.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, the Coliseum. Yeah, all the way in California, man. Where uh, uh, the horrible USC Trojans play. So they in there. They they know saying negotiating everything. Now this was the cool setup. I forgot that Aaron was was there with Franklin. I forgot all about that. You don't see him. You don't see him in there, but he definitely is in there. Yeah, because he called him, but he didn't answer
1: the phone. Yeah. He was already there. What well, but yeah, could so, have been what that was. But but this thing though, could he have already been there? Cause remember the cops showed up early. Because Franklin mm-hmm. was just walking around and then the cops popped up on him early. Mm-hmm. And so he's arguing with the cops. And um and so they're like, man, you put your gun down. He's like, man, you lower your gun. He's like, you lower your gun. He said, like, no, you lower your gun. And then like, <laughs> he finally, he was like, he was like, if you don't want to lower your gun, we're going to shoot you. He's like, well, we're going to be some shot up motherfuckers. Because he was like, I'm not putting my gun down. So then, <laughs> <laughs> so then he finally gives the old cop his gun, and the old cop shoots his partner. And then that's the plot yes. twist. And then we figure out why the cop, the old cop didn't want to shoot him. Because he was like, once he shot him, he's like, Look, you shot my partner. He's like, No, you shot your goddamn partner. He was like, Hey, you're a gun. He was like, Where are the diamonds? And that's when you figured out he was on Frankie's payroll. And that's why mm-hmm. I was so hype about killing Franklin, because he was working with Frankie the whole time. And so then he gets away because Aaron had shot that damn uh lamp pole and it came down and it hit the um, the old cop so he takes yep. off running and then while he's running this motherfucker runs in the damn uh Carmen and his guys <clears throat> then Carmen is like yo he was like look I got this uh he's like look he said for 15 million dollars you know y'all boys to do whatever whatever and then he changes yeah. the team he was like I thought you said 15 he's like man I ain't doing all this running around for free <laughs> <laughs> so then, yes. And so then and then they had ran into because Frenchie and them showed up um, yeah. helicopter and then they were going down the alley. Boys yeah, and then then Carmen guys and Frenchy's guys, they get into a shootout. Franklin try to run. And then he puts him on the damn big screen. And he was like, yo, he was like, what y'all? He said, like, why y'all shooting? He's like, I'm the only motherfucker that know what the diamonds is. So if you kill me, you don't get shit. And so then, he said, the no, boy. no, no, you understand me, you understand me. He said, ha-ha, and
0: then ran off. <laughs> Why the fuck did he juke the camera? I never understood that part. That shit was funny to motherfucker though. He juked the camera and then
1: ran off. Like, what the fuck is that, bro? That shit was funny as hell, bro. Cause it'd be, it'd be, sometimes it'd be the smallest shit, dude, yeah, that'd be like, oh, fucking funny. Like, just like when they was in the cell. With uh, with phase I love. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm a girl." Like frankly, it was just, just little. <laughs> yeah, they be doing that. <laughs> yeah, bro! That shit is hilarious. And uh, uh, so then uh he sent somebody up to the control booth where Rolling was, and then the boy he starts shooting it up, and then and then it was so crazy. Even this small scene, so Rolling escapes. And then my man goes in the control room, so then they go back to Roland, and Roland, he's like, 911? He said, yeah, I want to report a shootout.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> they put his ass on hold. <laughs> <laughs> shootout at the Coliseum, and then 911 people yeah. put him on. And it was just like, just little shit like that. It's fucking funny. And so then, like, during this whole time, damn, Charles, uh, James Franklin, he uh, grabs, he finds some, uh, we call those things grenades he finds some grenades take the grenade off get his handcuffs off and then he put the grenades he put like fire grenades up under the helicopter and so then yep. he out the damn fire extinguisher and then he takes off and so franklin is running and then frenchy finally catches up with that clothesline his ass and then he started beating, yeah. his, beating the shit out of him. and then he was like he's like first i'm gonna shoot your knee he said your right knee he said then i'm gonna shoot the other one and he was like, You got that, homie? And then he looked up and was like, He called me homie. And so then James Russell come, knocked his ass. <laughs> Then they thought beating his ass. They throw a double teaming his ass. They, Don't you ever call me your goddamn homie and friendship? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I thought I was going to die while listening to that shit. And so then, like, him and Franklin run up. And then Franklin's like, Yo, he was like, fuck that shit, man. I ain't gonna die over these diamonds. And so then this motherfucker, he he showed, he gets the diamonds, and then um he was like, yo, he was like, he said, I give, like, I give up, man. He said, like, I was just bullshitting. And so then he throws the diamond. diamonds go fucking everywhere. And everywhere. So then the police comes and then Frenchie tries to escape. And then he's like, he's like, fuck man, he's gonna get away. And then he shows him all the pins from the grenades, and he was like, he ain't gonna get too far. And so then they fucking. Uh, oh man, how can I skip this part? When he left the fucking, when guy left the, uh, the, uh, the uh, auto expo. That's when mm-hmm. uh that because James, what Grace was brushing her teeth and then she's watching the news mm-hmm. and she see her husband on the news while he fucking murdered with uh, with Franklin Hatchett and then he's yep. like, and then he's like, he's like so. He's like, so who is Victor Monge Jr.? It ain't no fucking Victor Monjune. <laughs> <It> ain't <laughs> so, no fucking Victor Monge Jr. I was like, he was hot, but and, uh, and she was like, no, and all this type of shit. So, uh, so he's mad because he's like, you're not gonna marry the dude. And it was so funny because he said the wedding's off, and then his wife is like, man, we got three hundred people showing up. He said, he said they come here, they show up, they eat, they go to the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, and then we can't forget, we can't forget about the part, man, where my man Aaron showed up with him in the big bodyguard, man, with the big ass RPG. Look,
1: blowing shit up, saving their asses. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and then and the when Cop was about to let him have it. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause when he had shot up, when he had shot up other uh, dudes, cause Franklin then was getting shot at from the um, from the control booth by yep. the blood. And uh, so they fell down. And then James Russell was like, look, man, he said, I want to apologize for getting you into this shit. He was like, man, that apology don't mean shit. And then he was like, (laughs) he's like, but thank you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Then they ended up, uh, so really the the whole thing ended up being like, um, Franklin was able to clear his name and all that type shit. Because when... Frenchie tried to leave, the whole helicopter blows up. Blew the and fuck up. They was able to tell his story and all this type of shit. And like I said, man, it was like, even though it's a comedy movie, it's like the whole objective was he got arrested on some bullshit because James Russell sat him up. And then mm-hmm. James Russell team up. Then in the damn plot twist of that, James Russell ended up being on the uh, running from the cops for. Yep. With him because they're like, oh, well, he's accomplished to him because they were seen together in that fucking store. So the whole thing was I got arrested on some bullshit. I'ma use this dude to clear my name because in the process of getting arrested, I get stuck with this dude who breaks out of fucking prison. Right. So now wanted for killing police and for ticket scalping and all of this type shit. And he's like, Well, while in the process of trying to clear my name. Why not try to get a come up at the same time? Because yeah. he ended up the saving some of the diamonds. Yeah, because he had uh that was at the wedding and they was mm-hmm. like the, he opened up the ring thing, and it was This is this big ass stone. And he was like, Hell yeah, not the ring. He was like, I know. He was like, Don't worry about it. And he was like, he leaned in, how many diamonds did you keep? He was like, enough. <laughs> he was like, man, he something that big ass earring. He said, No, he said, "He said, Can we do this? He was like, Man, this is sacred. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. like, God ain't gonna matter. He was like, He's like, God I don't care. I'll just <laughs> tell the motherfucker, God forgive me. And he was like, He will. They get married. And I, then he shows him the big ass diamond in his ear. So it was mm-hmm. like, To sit there and to have this plan to, to clear your name, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to clear my name, but I'm going to get a come up in the process, too. So. Oh, facts. Once again, just go to show you how good of a hustler he was. And then James Russell, he wasn't able to save it to Monday, but still, he got his big story. You know what I'm saying? He got his big mm-hmm. team. So he went through all this shit he risked, messing up his relationship with his in-laws, losing his fucking fiancé, all yep. of this shit, get wanted for murder. All for a fucking story. Almost getting killed. Yeah, almost getting killed <laughs> just for a fucking story. Like, that is crazy, dude. Reporters, yeah. and I bet you there are some fucking reporters, real-life reporters like that, I guarantee you. Hell yeah. But it just like, what kills me about the whole thing is the whole fact of I'm going to take you to my wedding. It's like, dude, I mean, I know you got to have something for the script, so it don't make sense if you saw them at home the whole weekend, but like, who comes up with this shit like, yo, I'm gonna bring a dude that wanted for murder and escaping prison. I'm gonna bring you to my fucking wedding. I'm gonna bring you around the people that I'm about to damn marry. I'm about to marry my my fiance and I'm gonna bring you around her people and all these uppity ass rich people. I'm gonna bring you here. And then it's so funny because I forgot the whole part of when he said, hey, pick something in the um, he said, pick something in the closet that fits. And he was like, hurry up and we late. And then he comes out, he's like, you had to pick that suit, huh? And he was like, he said, uh, he said, I look he said I look good, right? He was like, yeah, that's my favorite fucking suit. He was like, said, don't be mad at me because I look better than you in your own shit. So I should be Ebony Man of the month. He was like, <laughs> 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 he said, that's me. So he said, you wouldn't know nothing about that goofy ass white boy. He was like, fuck <laughs> <up."> he, said, <laughs> he said, you fuck up the suit, we got a problem. He looked at him said, fuck the suit. We already got a problem. And then looked yeah. at each other and then looked away. That shit was funny as fuck. Dude, that was so many just funny parts that we didn't even mention in this fucking movie. Yeah. But like, like I said, <clears throat> I think that... I I do think what you said is true. Long as it's funny, you don't really never care about the plot. But mm-hmm. what made, I think that's what, to our eyes anyway, what makes this movie great was... Yeah the fact of it had a plot and it was able to give you these memorable moments within the plot of the story. And I think that's what separates this movie from just being a funny movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you also got to
0: remember too, man, it's, it's not just the, the plot, man, it's the acting as well. Like, like I said, for them, for them two to be playing kind of the same character, but, in a, in a way, from two different backgrounds. I mean, they really were the same character. They, they were two hustlers. They were two dudes just really trying to make it and, and find a way to get what they thought was, you know what I'm saying, deserved to them. And then for them to, you know what I'm saying, be on opposite sides of the track at the beginning of the movie and then realize that, you know what I'm saying, they had a lot of commonality. And then at the end, you know what I'm saying, you see them, them, their best friends, you know what I'm saying, uh, Franklin is the best man at James uh, wedding. So, you, you know what I'm saying, you really see. Just how you know what I'm saying, how how similar they were throughout this whole movie. Because they just did whatever it is <clears throat> that was needed to them to make sure that they get what they got.
1: This is true. This is true. Uh I think that says a lot about James Russell. I get into that when we get to the fire flames. But um, but yeah, like you're right, man. Like the actors, I mean, even like we didn't even mention <clears throat> Grace was played by Hella uh Lockhart. Like she was like, Locklear, yep. Yeah. Locklear, she was like the smoking in the- hot chick of the nineties. Yeah, like she was like the shit in the '90s, man. And, and she had a, mm-hmm. a very small part. I mean, she was really only in the, like four to five scenes, and that was it. Yeah, M.A. had my man who played uh who played guy her father. Like we always see him as gangster roles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he, he always he, like the head
0: of the mafia or some shit
1: like that. Yeah, father. like he was in um he was the man in uh uh Goodfellas. You know what I'm saying? So it yep. was great to see him in a comedic role. Because I mean, just mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I don't remember him in any kind of comedic roles. And like, just that one part, like he had some, you know, some funny parts. But like, the but the scene that got me was when his wife was like, "We got three hundred people showing up." He was like, "All right, they come here, they show up." And he said, "They show up to eat, they go to the fuck home." And it was just like <laughs> 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 so fucking funny. And, and they, they had, had a the- they had a boy from uh, Five Heart Beach in the
0: two. The boy from where? I mean, not five heartbeats. What was that?
1: Temptations, wasn't it? I forgot yeah. what his name is. I mean, it's like Aaron yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I mean, they had a they had a pretty decent cast in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody had. I think everybody did a good job in this man. Um, you know, even even from just small parts, man. As far as like yep. um, the the dude that was the pat the bad cop, like yep. every. Like they, they did they did pretty good with everybody man even 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 his wife like believe he have, i love as well yeah like <clears throat> they did they did pretty good i mean i don't know what kind of budget they ended up having for this movie but it was um, um it was a 20
0: it, they had 25 million and they did i think 46 in
1: box office okay yeah and like you said earlier like yeah it didn't blow up like in the theaters like it didn't make right. like, profit but as far as like the way we like to announce it is to say like a hood classic. Like it's, 100%. And it's really a hood classic is more of a of a, of a comedy classic that's for yeah. a certain audience. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like this ain't the audience of you know Oscar and you know all type of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like this is something like if it'll win an award it'd be some shit like M T V movie award type shit. Like right this would this would be recognized on smaller levels but like the impact that it had because when we was previewing this movie last week um you had said that he did one classic that got this movie and then this movie is what started the rush hours so mm-hmm. cuz i think that what this movie did was it showed that you yeah, this dude can be the main guy in the movie in a comedy movie Mm -hmm. and start a franchise like Rush Hour. Now, I don't think that Rush Hour was initially was going to turn into what it turned into. I think that the way that it blew up, because I don't think that they thought that him and Jackie Chan was going to kill it to the point where they were going to end up making four Rush Hour's but yeah and then you got
0: you also got to look at it like this like it's 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 a thing for Chris Tucker like regardless if regardless if he's the main character or if he's the supporting character especially when he's with somebody who's not also a comedian he makes it very easy for them to also be funny and move If you look at, like, him and Ice Cube, Ice Cube is not a comedian. Ice Cube is a rapper. So, for this to be his first leading role, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been in movies before, but for this to be his first leading role, you know what I'm saying? Like, major leading role, and then for him to be with Chris Tucker and have those funny moments, you know what I'm saying? Same thing with Charlie Sheen. Like, Charlie Sheen is not a comedic actor. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen him in, like, some movies to where he could kind of be funny. Like, um, What's the movie where they was playing for the Indians
1: major, major League
0: yeah like major League like he was kind of funny in major league but in this one like he was hilarious like he had moments where he was like hilarious and then you know what I'm saying you bring in a guy like Jackie Chan who anytime we see Jackie Chan <clears throat> excuse me it's in an action movie or a kung fu flick. so for him to be able to have Jackie Chan and bring out that funny in Jackie Chan like that just it's a testament to how good Chris Tucker is, you know what I'm saying, and these comedic roles, and then for him and, you know what I'm saying, for Brett Ratner to be able to see that and be able to use that and create this franchise of, you know what I'm saying, Rush Hour, and even cast Chris Tucker in Money Talks, like, to me, it just goes to show you just the vision of Brett Ratner and just the brilliance
1: of Chris Tucker. Yeah, th- yeah, you, you're so true on that, and for him to, like, when, when you... I mean, look, I'm not an actor. I don't know. But it seems like when you go into a leading role and like this is your mm-hmm. first to capitalize the way that he did yeah, off of his yeah. first leading role, like I can't really think of anyone who this is their first shot in a leading role and to crush it the way that he did and for yeah. it to start something like whether you a rush hour person or not, I mean, they did four of them. So obviously they killed it at the box office. And yep. if he Money talks, I don't think rush hour happens. So I agree. So to get that moment and capitalize on it the way that he did, I think he did a phenomenal job, man. But don't try to take me off off my game, man. You do the you it's your turn for the fire flames to go first, man.
0: For sure, for sure, man. So um, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, just the, the brilliance of Chris Tucker, um, the vision of Brett Ratner, man. Um you know what I'm saying? Charlie Sheen, who if, I want to even say this, I don't think that if Charlie Sheen is in this movie, I don't even think Charlie Sheen go, goes on to do Two and a Half Men and be as good as he was in Two and a Half Men. Because there were um, there were episodes in Two and a Half Men where remember, Heather Locklear, who he worked with a lot, was also, you know what I'm saying, one of the reoccurring um, characters in that series as well. But I think that this was one of those movies that kind of helped him be that like witty, arrogant, you know what I'm saying? Like snobby kind of, you know what I'm saying? Character in Two and a Half Men. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Back to the movie, the cast, you know what I'm saying? You got people like Faison Love, Elise Neal, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Heather Locklear. To have all of this in, you know what I'm saying? Like in this, you know what I'm saying? Kind of cake mix, if you want to call it that. And for them to be able to bake it into what it was, even though the critics say that it really wasn't a commercial success, 25 to 46, that's pretty decent. I mean, you know what I'm saying you didn't double, but I mean you still you know what I'm saying you, you still made a profit off of it. So it's not like um you know it was like a, a major major movie, but it still holds up in you know what I'm saying, down the line in 2020. If you watch this now in 2020, you're still going to laugh. If you, um, if you show this to, you know what I'm saying, anybody that never seen it when it came out and you show it to a younger crowd, I'm sure that they're gonna laugh at, you know what I'm saying, scenes in this movie. And there's still some references in this movie that anybody can kind of get. It's not like, you know what I'm saying, like over your head comedy. So I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five.
1: Three and a half, okay, okay. Uh, I, I think you made a great point on the, the two and a half man thing. I, I think that that started a whole, I think that money talks did start another Avenue for yeah. Charlie. So I think that that was a great point. <clears throat> I think it's a great point of you saying that it basically, you said it in another way, but it aged well, like you mm-hmm. can still watch the movie 15 years from now and it's still going to mm-hmm. be fun. Yep. And, so, this is one of those type movies that just really, really age well. And I think that what it did for Chris Tucker, like I was saying earlier, with crushing it for your first time in a leading role, and it's starting you a whole other franchise where you get to the point where you just say, fuck the other franchise, because he got so damn mm-hmm. busy, he ain't even do Fridays anymore. And um, yeah. So, that started a whole other thing. But um, the point that I was going to make, was, damn, if I could remember that shit, that money talks even though, like you said, because, I mean, you said a lot of the points that I was going to say. It doesn't have the commercial success. Like, it doesn't. It, mm-hmm. Like you said, they didn't even double their money. But at the end of the day, what it did for the actors that are in it It changed that you too. And the Mm -hmm. point to make, it just popped up in my head. The only thing that I had a problem with, and I pulled this out of your book, actually from last week. James Russell ain't got no friends, no family. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about it. He's the best man when you just met him four days ago. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, damn, dude, you ain't. You ain't, you ain't got no family come to the wedding. Like we didn't know much about James Russell. All we knew is that he was a reporter that was probably on his way to get fired. He's he's stretching for stories, so that's why he gets this uh this ticket scalper arrested on some dumb shit. So it's like yeah. all we know about him is that he wanted to be in the big leagues. And he want to prove to his in laws that he could do this job, and he's not just using her for her money. So mm-hmm. it seems he's trying to be a better reporter, really, to prove something to her parents. And it's like, but it's like that's all we know about him. So right. that was my criticism, because it's like we don't know anything about his background, and he don't have anybody with them, so it's like he he forms this relationship with a dude that he got signed up because it's like he don't have anybody else you know mm-hmm. that would be my only criticism is that they didn't really give us a backstory on him and that he didn't really have anybody to rely on or anything like that but i'm gonna give it man like my grading skill on this is gonna be more of the comedic relief that you get from it and the agent as well as it did. I'm going to give it a four, man. Uh, nice. we, we, ain't too far, we ain't too far from each other, but I'm going to give it a four. And then like my biggest criti- criticism is the fact of like James Russell ain't got no friends. And it's like, because like throughout the movie, Franklin is the one that's taking him out the place. He took him to see, uh, he took him to see, uh, and what was his cousin name? Aaron, you know what I'm saying? Yep. He had, um, the ticket scalper dude, you know, yep. on this call. Like, it, it just got to a point where, and then he was able to call Carmen. And then just a the small part that, um, that I just want to mention about Carmen. Like when, um, when he called, when Franklin called his, uh, his girl, when he was at, um, the wedding rehearsal, and she was like, what mm-hmm. about this army dude that called here and said he him $25,000? He was like, I do not owe him no $25,000. I owe him $2,500. He said, no interest. Baby, lie lying. Baby, he lying. <laughs> <laughs> but just little small shit like that. But yeah. like, it just, it just like, there's so many funny parts in this movie, so many rewatchable parts in this movie. So that's why I'm giving it a four, and I'm really only knocking the fact of we don't really know shit about James Russell except the fact mm-hmm. that he's just a not good reporter and he wants to be a good reporter for his wife and to impress his wife's family because he I guess you don't want to be seen as that guy just you know marrying her for her riches. So right. I'm gonna give it a that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So
0: um yeah, man, Um, and we spoke about it a little bit earlier, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the beginning of the pod, man, and uh, we talked about how, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're going to start taking a different avenue on some of these episodes and we're going to start showing some appreciation to, um, you know what I'm saying, Hollywood's, you know what I'm saying, directors and actors, um, possibly even, I was kind of thinking maybe, you know what I'm saying, some of the franchises um, that are so beloved by people, you know what I'm saying, um, today. So this next episode that we got coming out. Um and I, I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be one of the ones where people are going to be doing a lot of reminiscence.
1: dude a whole listen a whole <laughs> legend a whole, a, lot of a whole legend. Like this, like he's he's the guy that that oh man like he to me changed film forever like yeah i that i remember seeing somebody put um like a pole up and it was like they had him and a couple other actors and it was like one gotta go and all of they um they work and it was just like oh look, yeah this yeah. is definitely the person i'm not taking away like like this guy like 100 yeah, like, dude, you you take him out of history. Like, we don't get. Ah, see, I can't say it, man, because I want them to know who it is. Yeah, well, but,
0: let me put it like this: It's a lot of iconic roles. It's a lot of iconic roles. Then, not even that. Like, don't forget, like, he was a fucking sex symbol at one point in time.
1: Yes, and like uh, literally, literally. If I say this, well, I can't say this because there there are a lot of dudes that could fit in this category as far as like like we always say, I, I don't care about the Oscars. You know what I'm saying? Oscars, mm-hmm. none of that shit mean nothing to me. And, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, this dude only has one Oscar. Well, no, he has two. but he, has he, like got, one. he got two. One of them was supporting. Supporting, yeah. And that's still, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people mm-hmm. because, like, Leo. like the awards are, are so fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. It's, it's like, politics, man. It's politics, yeah. and and I don't see why this dude was, you know, one of the guys that got caught up in this. But like he 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 is like simply like a great, like so many iconic roles he plays. So many iconic people, mm-hmm. and he only has one. I want now nah, people probably still don't know. He only has one movie. Where he done a sequel because he don't like doing sequels? That's true. And, I just thought about that. That is true, and that's recent. Yeah, very recent. And for him to do that, and, and he—he's just a, a smart guy, man. He—he um, yeah. he some stuff. Um, he—I he, think he ended up getting. Some big award for the one movie that he had directed. What well, he I know it's two that come to mind, and the first one he did is one of my favorite movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Which we, we'll get more into it next week. So um next episode is going to be it's going to uh, you're going to have to like put up a finger or something, tell me to shut the hell up because like it's so much damn shit that I can. Oh like, no, I'm with you because listen. This is this is how you
0: you said it you said it earlier but this is how impactful he is. Without him the Marvel universe may not even be the same. Just think about that. And he has nothing to do with the Marvel universe, but without him the Marvel universe just may not be the same. But it's it's to I got it now. I got you it You feel now. me? I got it but now. Listen, yes. that's how yes. that's just another testament to how great he is. Not even that not even that who got lineage in this joint and the lineages is, is doing their thing too. So yeah, yeah. next episode, man, y'all stay tuned, man. Listen, I'm telling you, we, we got one, man. We, we got one for ages. This one is is well-deserved and and it should, you know what I'm saying? This should be something that if you are um, a film podcast, if you are a television podcast, you should definitely think about doing some appreciation episodes especially for actors, producers, you know, saying franchises, television shows, whatever. I think that we got to start giving these guys their and women as well, but we got to start giving these people in this industry their flowers because they do a lot of, um, they do a lot for the, not just the, the, the country, not just for the people who watch them, but for the people, you know, saying who come after them. And especially the one that we're we going to do this next episode, he is, uh, He's that guy. Yes, Goddamn,
1: man. He's just that guy. I mean, I don't I don't know how else to put it. He's, he's the man. Yes, sir, man. And, and and speaking of appreciation, man, like, you know, people, please go out and support the Stolen Time Podcast. The last episode I did is called appreciation. And mm-hmm. I was mainly showing appreciation to who I feel is, I mean, male or female, one of the best rappers in the game. And like, I, I I did a segment on Rhapsody, man. She finally got eight award. It's crazy for her to be rapping. Yes,
0: congratulations to Rhapsody, man. Because listen, for, for her to get lyricist of the year, that's that's volumes.
1: Yes, at the BET. And
0: in, in a yeah, in the at the BET awards, but not at the BT Hip Hop awards. But not only that this was a mixed category this wasn't this wasn't like all females or all males no this was a mixed category so this is this is this is her just do I think this is this is the first of many and it should be the first of many because to me Rhapsody is one of those artists that I don't care who you are like if you are if you are in the rap and you are one of those dudes who are strictly lyricists and I mean strictly into lyricists you don't compare her to you don't put her in no gender category. You compare her to lyricists, plain and simple. She's that good.
1: Yeah. She's just that, that good. That good. So, yeah, I did an episode on that, man. Um, I did a segment on her. So, go check out the Stolen Time Podcast, man. Um, You can get the links and everything from the Stolen Time Podcast page. Also, the Stolen mm-hmm. Time Pod on Instagram, s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Also, go check out the 28 minutes or less uh, episode coming out tomorrow morning. Um, You know what I'm saying? That was one of my rant episodes. So uh, stay stay tuned to 28 minutes or less. Me and you got some stuff cooked up for a future episode for 28 minutes or less that we're gonna do. So uh, be on that. And um, shit, I think that's yeah. That's all. That's all I got to plug, man.
0: That's what's up, bro. Um, you guys can find me at Schools Bronson on Twitter. You can also find me at Schools Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. You can check uh, me out at Schools Bronson TV on YouTube. Um, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you check out 15 minutes of fame. Um, I'm about to, you know what I'm saying, get into some stuff. I'm I'm finishing up these topics that I got because I want to, you know what I'm saying, have a good conversation with my guy as dot on this one. So um, you know what I'm saying, you guys just Keep the, you know, your eyes open. Make sure you subscribe to 15 minutes of fame. Um, make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well. And um, I had some issues going on. I I have got everything set up. So this week, man, Thursday night, get ready. Isolated Society will be right back up. Spreaker.com slash isolated society, man. Tune in and listen. And if you wanna uh, if you do want to listen and you can't listen live and you can't chat with me and, and get into the good stuff. It's okay because um, the replay will be up uh, the following day on all podcast platforms. So check out Isolated Society, man. Sports, sports, and sports. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm giving you my raw, raw view of sports. Give you some hot takes, a lot of different hot takes, Um, um, a lot of opinion. It's not a lot that's going to be fact-based, but we're going to have some fun with it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear me say some stuff that's going to make you say, man, what the hell is he talking about? And, uh shit, you can react to it, which is a beautiful thing. And eventually, uh, we're going to be having people call in and, you know, I'm going to get my power fine bomb on. So, you know what I'm saying? Stay tuned, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. And,
1: uh,
0: Yeah. And that,
1: and that, that uh, VA podcast group, uh, well, yeah. VA podcast watch group page on Facebook as yep. well.
0: Yep. Make sure, you know what I'm saying? You guys like the page. Um, if you guys are interested in getting into the group, man, just send the an invite. And then um, we'll add you guys in. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? That way you can stay updated with everything we got going on. Um, sooner or later, once we get up to at least 100 people in the group, we'll start doing watch parties. So you guys will be able to watch the movie um, that we got coming up on one of the future episodes. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying? You'll be able to talk shit with us throughout the movie, man. You know what I'm saying? See what, see what we got to say about the movie before... We give it our real breakdown. So you know what I think that's something that's gonna be super dope. Yes, sir. Yeah, buddy man. And with that said, man, thank you guys again for tuning in. We appreciate you, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you share this with a friend. Um tell everybody if you are on Apple Podcast, man, make sure you leave us a rating. We would greatly appreciate it. Um you know what I'm saying if you if you guys have any um, requests or anything like that. Make sure you leave it in the co- or not the comment section, but when you leave your rating, make sure you uh you know send request whatever it is that you want us to do. Uh, we'll be giving you know what I'm saying all kind of the we'll be reading all the ratings and then we'll be checking out all the requests as well. And um you know what I'm saying who knows man your movie might pop up very soon. So you know what I'm saying make sure you show some love. We'll be showing you got that love in return. And um like they say in Hollywood man, it's a wrap.
1: Good.